The bar is open. We're here on a late night edition, and I'm Jack. And I'm Decory. Welcome back to the Quiet Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Coming is, up uh, for you, we've got some. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the latest. I feel like we've started recording. Yeah, where it is like it's four a.m. right now. Oh my god! And uh, no, I'm playing. <laughs> it's uh, this episode should be called nine p.m. in St. Louis. Like, yeah, literally. Fuck ass Drake song. <laughs> Actually, and I'm talking shit, but anytime that's the name of it. Anytime where it's a Drake song, where the formula is a time in a city, you know he's about to rap his ass off a little bit like you know it's about to be kind of fucking crazy um welcome back girlies uh we are back in the studio uh recording more things for you um we were we were on schedule again so how have you been since uh last time i'm good a lot is changing so um we already talked like you know last time we talked about how my daughter is back with her mom right yes i don't know that we had talked about maybe not on the show show yeah so um, Capri Sun has officially moved back to her mom's for mm-hmm. the school year. Mm-hmm. So it is just me and Shorty now. And it's nice. I think we all learned a lot with her being here, um, which was really cool. That's good, yeah. Um, but it's so like after having a kid around, like now, like the other night, it was like 930. And I'm like, hey, let, let's go somewhere. Right. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because we just can. let's just go do something. Like, let's go to the gas station. Let's go get like snacks. I don't want to. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I feel like I should be. But at the same time, I'm I think right there with you. We're both still kind of at the same time being like, damn, like we should be like in bed by nine. Mm-hmm. Like the schedule that we built with her, we're both on it now. So yeah. it's like kind of funny. Um, it's funny that you, that you, you mentioned that because it, <laughs> I, that's, I regularly, my partner and I regularly, go to sleep around that time anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, around 9, I'm already like, wrap it up. Yeah. You know? So, it's funny because I'm like, oh, I guess we are already then prepared for what you would have to do with a kid in terms of, like, yes. having to be on your own sleep schedule and things. Yes. So, that's interesting. Yeah, it was it was a good summer. I think she had a lot of fun. I know we had a lot of fun, but we all, there was, obviously, there's going to be those times where it's like, you got to do the parenting and, like, be a little bit more strict. But, yeah. overall, I think it was a, it was a good summer. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I'm doing a couple of projects around my home. It's summertime. Come on, a project. So I'm trying to redo. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm redoing the office. Oh, every time I come in here, I peep something new. Yeah. So I'm redoing that. I'm going to start working on football season's coming up. So I got to start working on my den area out there, which means I got to start saving money for my, my little man cave. Yep. I need my, you know, 80 inch TV, whatever. I do understand. <laughs> I really do. Um, so I've got that going on and then I've got like my yard outside has been a big one today. I honestly, we, so St. Louis has been so weird because we've had a lot of rain this summer. Yeah, we have. At least like the past couple of weeks, right? It has felt very unseasonal. Yeah. Yeah. So literally I normally cut my grass and like do my lawn every two weeks. Right. And mm-hmm. it lasts. But for the last couple of weeks, it's every day I'm like, oh, I'm going to cut the grass today. Downpour. Yeah. So then I got to wait three days for it to dry and then by the time that third day is there i'm like oh yep like rain yeah so the other day i went out there and my you know um our yorkie he's small Mm -hmm. and he literally like would be jumping through it was the tall grass to him oh so he's like bunny hopping yes and i'm like okay so i'm cutting that and our fucking lawnmower is janky Mm -hmm. so like it's like i can't cut that much so i'm literally out there for like hours just slowly taking it down so today i cut the yard again i'm like all right it's going to be nice. And um, I decided to weed eat 
um, all of our flower beds because mm-hmm. um, Shirley Temple upstairs uh-huh, is uh-huh. supposed to be the one keeping up with the flower beds, <laughs> and um, she has not. Um, I forgot that you had nicknamed her that. Yeah, respectfully. So (laughs) I did it today and then tomorrow I'm going to go out and do it again because I called off work because all of my friends from high school are in town because our 10-year class reunion is Saturday. That's fucking crazy. Bro, it's insane. What the fuck? It's actually insane. So we're all like this weekend's going to be a lot of fun because I know like tomorrow night we're going to like a real like fancy bar in the city and we're all gonna hang out. we've got like unlimited drinks food mm-hmm. you know real rap shit that is and like superstar mentality um so we got that and then saturday <laughs> is the actual like class reunion so i'm like oh shit like i haven't seen some of these niggas in legitimately high school reunions years. are very odd to me i am it's, i'm not fully convinced that i would go to mine so i wasn't gonna go right, right. i legit was like eh, it's been 10 years i'm like I don't think, you know, much has really changed, Mm. but then I've got my friends from like, I have one of my really good friends. She lives in Orlando. She, she's coming back. I have a friend from Minnesota that's coming back. You know, like people that are like, I'm like, all right, if they're making the trip, I can make the 35 minute drive, Sure, you know? So, and I want to see everybody. So I think it's going to be fun. I think tomorrow will be like, okay, let's see how everybody's you know, personalities, like if we yeah. all still jail or if well, it's weird or that's, I think that would be my, my concern. Like you said that you initially weren't going to go because no. you felt like nothing had changed. I wouldn't want to go because I would feel like everything had changed. Oh, okay. Like ever, like all of us within the 10 years that we had all graduated. I mean, I'm a substantially different person now yeah. than I was a decade I, ago. I think I mean more along the lines, like not my friends, but I mean yeah. like, Alton niggas and motherfuckers in Alton, they're all still doing the same yeah, 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 shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's literally going to be like, hey, man, how you been? You know, chilling. What's up? Not much. Okay. Okay. Right. Cool. Right, right, See you right, in right, 10 right. years. Right. Like, niggas don't, aren't doing shit and over here. And you're going to be doing the same motherfucking thing in another literally. decade. Literally. That's so I'm crazy. Like, all right. But, you know, I think it'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not too, like, worried about it. I think it's going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, my thing is... I was always cool with everybody. There was never anybody that, well, like there's a couple of niggas I don't fuck with, but right. like for the most part, like I'm going to like, it's been 10 years. So if, if it's like any like clicky shit going on, like my friends, like we're not like that, but like I can see motherfuckers like that are still going to be like, Oh, we didn't really talk to you guys, but they're going to try and be cool now. Right. I'm like, bitch, I don't know you. Right. Because Nigga, you I chose know you. not to know me 10 yeah, years like, ago. Like, come on, bro. Like, get the fuck, we wasn't cool like that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to play those games. I'll say what's up and be like, Oh, okay, cool. But besides that, there's no point in yeah. chopping it up and really being like, how are you? Wow, that's really cool. You do that. I don't give a fuck. My stance you on know? it, too, is that like a lot of the people that I went to high school with, a lot of the people I went to high school with, for sure voted for Trump both times. <laughs> and I I just can't. I'm like, no, girl. Like, <laughs> we don't need to do all of those things. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to be talking to y'all because I'm like... I know that y'all be in little clan rally meetings, (laughs) figuring out how the fuck to get rid of me and all my black ass family. And, you know, I'm like, I just, I, we were, we grew up in small towns, smallish towns, whatever. And, uh, I think that 
for me as someone who you know you kind of you you leave your small town and you move to like the you know the city or whatever the, the fuck, big city the big city which <laughs> fucking you know obviously St. Louis isn't the fucking big city but it's you move from the town to the city but it's way different than where we came from it though it certainly it is, is a completely different world it certainly is and i i very much feel like i um i was not this i mean fuck it this is like a little mini topic i guess i I don't feel like I was nearly as like assertive when I was in high school. Like, oh, me either. The way that the way that you know me now, and then like our friends know me now, and you know people who listen to the show know me. It's a, I, it took a lot of work for me to have this personality. Not to say that I'm like performing or pretending, but. I had to learn how to stand up for myself and be comfortable with who you are. Very you know what I'm much. Saying? And so, and I think as a result of that, like I'm not going to let anybody just say some little yee yee ass shit to me without me. I tell you all the time off mic, I ruined dinner so quickly Yeah. because I just don't, I don't put up with shit anymore. And I like, while I don't think my high school reunion would be like, a political debate necessarily. Right. It would be weird having people come up to me being like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. When I'm like, is it is good it? to see me? <laughs> Are you sure that it's good to see me? Because like, if you voted for Trump for two times, you're planning on voting for like Ron DeSantis right now. You're <laughs> or sure Trump. that it's good to see me again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, and I think for both of like, you know, you got to look at your high school. So I know like for me, it was very much like, you basically, and you're a kid. Everybody wants, yeah, this is you're going to do whatever you can so that you're, like, you want to stick out, but at the same time, you don't because you, you don't, don't want to stick a, out too far. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to be a target. Correct. So I think that's the thing now is going to be like, okay, like, basically you, in those, you know, years you grow up and you get more confidence and you get more comfortable to where you can be like, oh yeah, like I'd look back at my old self and be like, nigga, it's going to be all right. Like we're going to be good. Yeah, It's just tough right now. And that's when we realize, I think for both of us, like looking back at our old selves, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, cause we probably didn't, oh, this is where we're going to be. Like it's not, in the yeah. moment you're like, this is where I'm yeah. going to be. And this is how, you know, it's also, always going to be, but no. Also when I was in high school, I cared a lot about what other people thought about me. Oh, same. And I think a lot about like who I am now has to do with letting that go. Yeah. Like, for me, I, I feel like I am living very authentically as myself. Yeah. I feel very confident and very comfortable, like within my like own being um, even like flaws and all like shit that I know that I need to be working on, like things that I know I could be doing differently. Yeah. I'm like, I actually really like this version of myself a lot. Yeah. And it's a version of myself that I'm like, oh, I, I would like to be this, this person for a while. You know what I mean? And, um, a lot of motherfuckers don't have that. A lot of motherfuckers got real comfortable being who they were. Yeah. Got very comfortable caring about what other people fucking thought about them. And so they curated this fucking image about whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I think me kind of growing out of that shit, looking back, cause I'll, you're a little bit older than me. Uh, I think my 10 years coming up in two more years. Uh-huh. Um, I had already, because I'm already getting invitations on Facebook, like, oh, such and such invited you to this group for your tw- for your 10-year uh, 
reunion, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you niggas can stream my music if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to keep up with me, you can definitely listen to the Jack and Daiquiri show. Yeah. Or for the record, if you ever wanted to know how the fuck I was doing, you can follow me at, at Chaotic Black Boy if you really want to. But like, I don't really feel the need to be chopping it up with you with yeah. you clansmen girls and i just don't you know whatever yeah no you <laughs> but i think that you're gonna have a lot of fun i think it's gonna be cool and i think my my biggest thing is i have to go in not being like oh i remember how you niggas were back yeah then because like as much as i've changed i'm sure those motherfuckers have changed too yeah and even if they haven't that's not something to be like damn nigga you st- it's more of like, damn, I'm, I feel bad that they haven't been able to move yeah. past, you know. Because you got, you always got to remember, like, some people, like, going to a high school reunion, like, that's where they can feel like I'm on top again. Because yeah. that's, like, literally where they were, and that's all they can talk they about. They peaked in high school, literally. so they're returning to a kind of, like, state of glory. Like, a, yes. a, a state where they felt like they were the shit. Right. It's very different for me because I I can very honestly say this like I did not enjoy high school that much. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't you know I I didn't have an issue you know having friends or anything like that. But I think that I always felt like I could be doing better or could be in better places or be around better folk. And I don't feel like I peaked in high school, right? Like I right. don't. I feel like I am still becoming like the you know who who it like the apex of myself i I think i'm still kind of you know working towards becoming that and i think for me it does like i look at people who don't change as like oh so i guess you haven't gone through something like substantial enough yet or haven't like been what's the word like you haven't been reflective about your life enough yeah. To have grown because there's no fucking way that we've gone a decade mm-hmm. and you're still striving for the same, you know, like the same shit. It's, it would be weird. Yeah. It would be very odd because I wanted different shit a decade ago. Absolutely. And I don't think it's, I don't think that that's irregular for me to be like, well, yeah, when I was, you know, 18 years old, I had different values and outlooks on life yeah. than I do at fucking, I'll, you know, in two years I'll be 20, I'll be going on 28 years old. I feel like that has to be part of like the natural human progression. It's just growing and evolving. Like if you're doing it right, right. you're growing and evolving. Yeah. I think motherfuckers who aren't, I'm like, you're getting left the fuck behind because my nigga we're, grow up. You know what I mean? Like, Grow yeah. past, grow beyond. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, but that I'm, should be fun for you. Though. It's it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. A nigga has definitely glowed up since high school too. Like you know, nice. Talk got shit. got a couple inches on me. Talk shit. You know, hair's long, pockets heavy. I'm feeling good. I'm about to walk in there being like, "What's up?" Sound like a Tyler the Creator che- song. Chest big. I'm like, "What's wow. up? How y'all doing?" They're like, "Damn, that's." I'm like, damn. Jack been in the gym. The nigga's voice got deeper. Hair would, is long as fuck. They're this like, is very damn. funny because I would literally be, hi, hi, gross. <laughs> I wasn't, because I wasn't gay in high school. <laughs> you were. Well, you, I didn't know that I was did, gay in high school. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. You, 
I didn't. Oh no! I oh, was really? dating girls all through high school. Was was attempting to date girls all through high school and like beginning of college. The gay thing. I came out. <laughs> Stop it! I'm 26. <laughs> the gay thing happened comfortably when I like right around my 21st birthday. Oh wow! Was when I really was like, okay, I think I'm queer. Like I think that was it. I had figured it out beforehand. But right around my twenty first birthday, it was like, okay, I, let's see what we for can do sure. With you know, like, yeah, it's just a little bit different. And so, I know because I know that I was being perceived a very different way back then. Uh, there's a new restaurant. It's, I don't know how new it is. There's a new uh, eatery in St. Louis called the Foundry. Uh, uh-huh. It's lovely. It's like a cafeteria t- style joint where you can get different food from different places. Here come, here come Daiquiri, who's who's not lived in St. Louis as long as me, telling right. me about the foundry. All, all the things that, <laughs> you know, you St. Louis girls. I don't know, know if about. you've ever been right. here. And I'm like, come on, nigga. I, I, it's my first time going this year. I don't year. know how, out, how much you get out. Uh. Uh, which, by the way, Jack is doing a lot of talking. You have only lived in the city for a touch longer than me. It was a whole year. A touch. That's what I just said. No. Um, a, a 365 you think is a lot longer? Fuck off. Yeah. Oh, no. You're incorrect. You're literally wrong. <laughs> a touch would be like six months. You lived here for a year more than I do. Negro, Negro like. Wait, was it? Yeah, it was a year. I moved you, here yeah. in 21. Like, I moved here in 2021. Yeah, we moved in in 20. Because it was during COVID. Shut up. You weren't even going outside in 2020. You are such a nigger. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> go ahead and make your point. It's okay. In the uh, in the, in the the foundry, there's this, uh, it's a Creole restaurant, a Creole-style food, whatever. The girl who um, rang me out knew my name before I gave it to her. And I was like, did That's I weird. give her my fucking name? And uh, then she called my name again. I said, hey, um, and she like gave me like extra food and shit, whatever. And I was like, hey, do we know one another? She's like, yeah, we went to high school together. She's like, I wouldn't have recognized you. And I don't think you'd have recognized me either. She was like, you weren't all of that when we were in high school together. She was like, you look very, very different now. Um, And she was like, your whole vibe. She was like, now you're giving, you know, yes, ma'am. You know, like it's literally... They, I was operating as a just nerdy straight boy. Like I was, yeah. You and by the way, if you had told me that I was gay when I was seventeen, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm just really comfortable with myself. Like, I, but right. looking back on now, I'm like, no, fag, no, you weren't. <laughs> oh like, God. no, the fuck you weren't, <laughs> fucking homo. <laughs> but yeah, like even even in that, I know that I know that the way that people saw me is probably very different from the way that I am now. And so I yeah. know that me coming into it, it would be like, is that Daiquiri? Right. Type thing. Like, if you haven't been following me on social media or whatever, you might not know. You know what I mean? And exactly. me popping up, hello. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> like, like, whoa, nigga. Did we go to school with that dude? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, It should be fun. I think so. Um, okay, so I... Uh, God, we're back to work, girls. <laughs> like, actually, this is your last weekend. I legitimately thought that I was going to have to come back into work on Monday of this week and only work. I was going to work Monday and Wednesday 
and that was going to be it until the kids come back, which is next Monday, right? I came in on Monday. Niggas were like, oh, we'll see you guys uh, on Tuesday. And then on Tuesday, it was like, oh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, and then today, it's like, yeah, all week. I'm back in. We've been doing fucking meetings all motherfucking black ass week have been you know i've been trying to set up my classroom uh which (sighs) is its own little irritation um (laughs) so the tea about that i i told you guys already that i was uh made the fifth and sixth grade social studies teacher for this uh incoming school year which is fantastic news (laughs) Um, at the end of last school year, um, you know, I was pestering administration like, oh, when can I start moving stuff up to my new room? Where's my new room? Da da da. They didn't know for a little while. And then the principal at the time told me, oh, hey, your room is such and such number. And I was like, okay. So I slowly moved stuff up, stuff up to that room, right? Packed up my whole shit into that room. They wouldn't let me organize any of the desks or chairs because, well, it's not the, you know, it's not the next school year. It wouldn't be fair to let you fucking, which I thought was asinine and still do, but (laughs) whatever. So wouldn't let me set up my classroom, my new room, my new one. We did summer school in my old room. And then I come in on Monday of this week Mm -hmm. and see one of my uh, coworkers and uh, she goes, Oh, Jones, did they tell you they uh you have a new room? And I was like, oh, yeah, the one they, they moved me to, no? She was like, no, they moved you again. And I was like, what? So I come in on Monday. They left all of my things in the first assigned room upstairs. Like the right. one that they had originally told me I was going to move into. They left all of my shit in there. Uh-huh but assigned me to a room two doors down, which was also an absolute fucking tornado when I came in there. Desks and chairs stacked up all across the walls, file cabinets nobody fucking needs everywhere. There's like a stack all the way up to the ceiling of like uh, cardboard boxes. Jesus. It was a mess. So I had to spend all of Monday... First, removing all the excess desks and chairs that were in my motherfucking room and all the big-ass tables and then whatever else. Uh-huh. Then had then finally got an opportunity to organize the student desks the way that I wanted them to be. And then I had to start taking stuff from the old new room into the new new room and start redecorating in there, which was some fuck shit. And then I noticed, oh, hey, the bulletin boards in this room are not fucking done, which means I had to go back and forth to the teacher's store for the past couple days and buy fucking supplies. Damn. This is week one. Yeah. And them little gremlins aren't even in my room yet. Like, we haven't even started to teach. Yeah, they're making y'all earn it. It's already some fuck shit. Are you going to have to go in on the weekend? Like, to set everything up, the room and everything? No, so the, the plan is... Uh, by fr- I'm going to stay as long as I need to on Friday. I'm going to probably get to the building at like 7 in the morning tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, and, and probably be I, there till like 7 at night. I will, the latest I would want to comfortably leave is 4 o'clock. 
And I don't have, like the room right now, I have the desks set up the way I want them to. The, the bulletin boards in my room are, you know, they're they're decorated the way that I need them to be. Mm-hmm. Now it's just about putting shit on the walls, like anchor charts for different information. But also I'm social studies. So it's all, I went and bought a bunch of like black historical like posters and stuff to not, I don't plan on putting them up in February. They will just be in the room. You know, like yeah. people have like fucking George Washington on their wall all all goddamn year. Right. Well, I'm going to have like fucking James Baldwin up there the whole year. Like I, yeah. it's going to be the, we don't do black history month is not it, black history is not something that I'm going to be teaching just in, in February. February. Yeah. It's that's not, we're all fucking Every black day. where I teach. So I'm yeah. like, it, it has to be kind of set up in that way. But then I got to, then there's, like I got lamps and I have organizational like boxing units and shit. And I have like string. I have to completely set up my classroom by Monday. I got to get pencils and, you know, notebooks and shit like that. We got to sit like, I have to do a lot of shit tomorrow. Yeah. And very simply, if the fucking school district would tell motherfuckers that we could come, if, if they could get things more organized sooner we wouldn't be in this situation because I told myself this school year, hey, I'm going to be more on top of the organizational thing, which for me meant I'm going to start moving my classroom stuff up to my new room early, early on. Right. That way, by the time school comes around the next school year, I'm not rushing around. Exactly. Well, even though I tried to be as prepared as I possibly could be, it's still not set up the way that it should because admin doesn't tell anybody fucking anything about room assignments and they never tell janitors where the, I mean, the janitors were going off all Monday. This fucking bullshit. Fucking do it. So, and I, I was right there with them because they're not being told where to move my things and what room and all this other shit. And I'm like, this is why motherfuckers be stressed out. Right? Like this yeah. is exactly what I did. Everything I possibly could to, like be less stressed coming into it and it still didn't pan the way that I wanted it to. So I, but, but I also noticed that other teachers didn't wait to be told to come into the building. Right. They were like, I'm coming into the building to set up my room type thing. Yeah. And so I do think that I need to like a coworker. And I talked about this on the phone before I came over here. She was like, we, uh, we can't keep following all the, little channels of communication. She was like, sometimes we just have to take what we fucking need from these people. And I was like, actually as like an abolitionist, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like I shouldn't be waiting on the powers that be to tell me when I can do something. I'm like, I need to just fucking do shit. Just Cause do I know it. that I need that. It needs to get done. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the work work shit has been the work shit has been, uh, kind of not even hectic it's just been i'm like hey we're fucking back in um literally other than that there is a i'm having a a a pending uh like friend issue which i'm waiting for it to be properly resolved before i come up on the show and talk about it but um it is i have spent the last couple of days Mm. not really feeling bad about like what is going on between this friend of mine and and, and myself, but more so being like, um, I, I am just every day looking at and being thankful for like the friendships that I have 
like with other folk. Uh, because I, like, motherfuckers like to say a lot that, like, you know, relationships are hard and friendships are hard and they, like, require work and you have to constantly be working at it, which is something that I agree with entirely. But I also think that there is something to be said about, like, being around folk who do not respect your boundaries and are not considerate of you. Like, I I think there is something to be said about, like, well, I don't have to work with those kinds of people if I don't want to. Because at a certain point in time, that is becoming a drain on me. Um, And so, yeah, so I have been... I suppose dealing with some of the not so nice feelings about that. But I have also in those moments been thankful for friends like Jack, honestly, who like we've been friends for years and I don't get a fucking headache being around you. And I don't, I trust you. And I think that that's, that's important, right? Like I think the people who I'm calling my friend, these are people who I trust now and have always trusted. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just... Um, Nigga about to make me cry and shit. Don't, please don't. <laughs> it, is, it is a thing, though, where I, like, I appreciate that I've never had to watch my back around you. Mm-hmm. And that's just not you. That's not just you, right? Like, actually, 99% of the people who I identify as my friends are people who I can trust in totality with things. Right. And I think in sort of growing and maturing over the past couple of years, it's it's been a thing for me where I'm like, I do not need to continually give people chances to hurt me Fair. if I've already made it clear that that's a no. Right. And if I've already determined that everybody the fuck else around me, fa- family and friends included, are not on that type of time. Yeah. Because I think in every other relationship, who I am as a person is like actually being like valued. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I am I feel like in every other aspect of life, I am being appreciated as a person mm-hmm. and I feel okay with not having one person in the life who doesn't do that. Like I, I feel like I, I feel fine with having that person be far in the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I just don't have to put up with it. Exactly. I don't have to put up with it. And I think that any sort of not so nice feelings I've been feeling about it have actually been me concerning myself with how that other person feels, which (laughs) the more I think about it speaks to how considerate of a person I am, right? The, like, I'm dealing with this shit that is like, hurting my feelings and I'm thinking about like that person like I wonder what they're I'm like I shouldn't have to give a shit yeah that's fair (laughs) I mean that's fair so yeah that's that that's been I've been dealing with work and I've been dealing with the the friendship since like this past weekend and it's uh Jack was like the first phone call (laughs) Jack was like the first phone call that I made about the shit uh because it is I pride myself on being a good friend to people. I really fucking do. Yeah. I pride myself on, on you know, showing up for people and, and being there for them when they need me to. And I, but I also on that same token am like, I can get lost quickly. 
<laughs> I will get gone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just you know, knowing my worth type things, girls. Uh, we have exactly one topic. <laughs> so okay, so here's the thing. Um, yes, Tory Lanez uh, has just been sentenced to ten years uh, for uh, shooting Megan Stallion in the foot, which I think happened 2020. Um, and the yeah, nigga he, got that happened a long it happened a long time ass time ago. ago, and then he got convicted for it. Uh, like. A good like did that happen last year at the beginning of this year, where he Ooh. where he fi- like actually got convicted for the crime. That was earlier this year. So yeah, that happened. Um, we already discussed the shit like when he got convicted. I don't feel the need to be like neener 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 about it on this pod. It's like not necessary. Uh, and then the other thing is. You know, Lizzo and her, I think some people on her management team are like, you know, facing some rather serious allegations. Um, but uh, number one, it's not, they're not in litigation right now. It's literally she, she and her, some people on her team are being accused of some shit. And to be fair, we also haven't spoken about Jonathan Majors for largely the same reason. I didn't want to just be talking about fucking allegations um this is bullshit bro like honestly i mean from like what is jonathan majors wasn't it that his like ex-white girlfriend is trying to say like he's like abusive and did all this stuff and now so the funny thing is it's so a lot of the i've been keeping up with it tentatively so um i'm noticing the same things are happening that that happened with the johnny depp case that also happened with the tory loan tory lane's trial is that these men uh, we are finding out are paying media outlets to disseminate information that just gets believed by the public. So there was a story that got ran for five seconds, like maybe three weeks ago, uh-huh. that said like Jonathan Major's white girlfriend was also being arrested for such and such thing. And then you find out it's just simply not true. And then you find yeah. out, oh, his management team is leaking information to the presses. Because people will believe anything with a daily loud fucking logo on it or a shade room <laughs> logo on it. So I, I don't feel like talking about things that are essentially just allegations at this current juncture. I mean, to be so to be completely fair, the allegations that are in the whole Lizzo situation right now are actually quite serious. But I also have been watching you girls talk online for the past week and. All y'all seem to be able to glean from it is that this fat black woman is also being fat phobic to her fucking, like, you know, dancers or whatever. Which, if you read the fucking article, is not the most interesting thing that is being levied against Lizzo. Like, it, it her being bigger and being mean to other big girls is, is actually not as interesting to me as her potentially being wrapped up in a sexual harassment. So, like, I, I think that you girls are focused on the entirely wrong things. And until we get some more litigations, I, Daiquiri Jones, and and, and we as Jack and Daiquiri show are simply, I, I just don't, we just don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um. We'll wait. You know, God bless everybody involved or whatever. Um. <laughs> but I just, I don't give a <laughs> shit right now. Yeah. Um. Here's what I do care about. <laughs> Oh, Negroes. 
I love I love black people. Man. I adore being black. I love black people. Here's why. So every I, I actually think we should probably run like data analytics on this show. Because uh, I know how many people listen to it every episode, but I don't know the races of the people. <laughs> I I would be willing to bet As my, you're logging in to listen to the episode, are you black, white? Right. <laughs> like, Please let us yep, know. there it is. I would be dying to know, because I have a feeling that a, a good, let's call it 85% majority of our listenership are black people. Yes. Which means y'all fucking know what the fuck we're about to talk about, right? <laughs> so. There's a new holiday. In uh, Montgomery, Alabama. This happened in Montgomery, correct? Correct. In Montgomery, Alabama, this was on the dock of something. On the on some fucking, like, uh, what's it called? Like Not a riverfront. On a, What's it called? Boardwalk type thing, right? Yeah. This black security guard is telling this group of white men, hey, we need you guys to move your boat out of the way. So that these larger sea vessels can dock their shit, right? The drunken white lads um, tell the black gentlemen, "We're not moving shit. We're not doing that, you goddamn nigger. We're not moving nothing. I'm not moving a goddamn thing. It's a free country. You know the things that you know know, Alabama whites undoubtedly are saying, right? (laughs) The black gentlemen." Uh, which is the first time I've ever referred to a security guard as a gentleman. The black gentleman uh, got tired of of telling them niggas to move their shit and kind of, you know, got in their face like, you know, I asked you motherfuckers to move. I'm not finna keep telling you. They, the white men, mm-hmm. because they are societally not used to being told by told no by a black person who is in a position of power above them. Um, decided to pretty immediately get physically violent with the fucking uh, black security guard. They, in a video, this is all caught on video footage from like 23 different angles. They fucking jump this black security guard. It's like, I think it's three people initially, three three white guys in the, in the, in the first part of the yes. video who are just it's wailing. A fa- so it's a white family. Yes. You know, so it's like three of them. They're wailing on this fucking black security guard or whatever, right? right? And in the video, you can just kind of see in the background a black man walking down the boardwalk who kind of like looks at what's going on. Only moments after you see this black gentleman in the background, do you see a black uh, another a secondary black black guy come to the aid of the security guard and starts kind of pushing white the you know the white guys off of them mm-hmm. starts trying to get in their face starting to get kind of physically you know violent with them as well and then one nigga two nigga red nigga blue nigga start <laughs> apparating out of the void to start throwing blows yes <laughs> It very quickly went from this black security guard is getting his ass beat to these niggas are fighting. Yeah. It, it it gave race war only slightly. So it's more and more black people coming into the fray, uh, more and more white people getting their fucking ass beat. At a certain point in time, uh, one of the um, additional black people who comes to fight 
I don't know where the nigga got the chair from. <laughs> a folding chair. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just like the spirit of black barbecue is like nestled into his bones, but a like white folding chair just appears in this nigga's hands and he starts actually using it on, on those fucking white people. He dinks this motherfucking white lady over the head with yep. it. And it, it makes the most glorious sound. I mean, he, he did what he, you were fucking, what you're taught as a kid. When you get in a fight, there's no fucking rules. All that shit goes there ain't out no the window. rules to that shit. Pick I up the chair and hit a nigga with it. Entirely, I agree entirely. Yeah. So that is the large and sh- the, the long and short of it. You know, people white people are getting tossed into the water in the video. <laughs> um, they were also jumping in the water to like get away. There is a 17 year old uh, child who, from the boat that he was on, jumped into the water. Yep. Swam, swam to the dock. Yeah. And got involved with the brawl. Um, I believe at present, what are they calling it? The Montgomery brawl? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Um, it has been given a name. Alabama brawl, something it, like it that. Has been, it has been given a, a sort of reverence and a holiness to the it. The Battle of Montgomery. The Battle Hallelujah. The Battle of Montgomery is what it's being done. <laughs> I couldn't wait to come in here and talk about this shit with your black ass. Yeah. What did you think? Um. So, I loved it. <laughs> it's, it's My thoughts are pretty simple. This man's doing his job. And mm-hmm. the one thing that we both know coming from small towns is what you just said. White people don't like... When someone first off tells them no, yeah, they definitely aren't going to like it in Alabama when a black man saying, hey, you can't put your boat right here. Well, what do you mean? I, I put my boat here last week. Didn't yeah, have any problems. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. security guard didn't seem to have. You know, they go to that same shit. Like, right. like, nigga, we don't care. I'm saying right now you can't put your boat right here for this reason. The guy wasn't being a dick and just being like, you can't put no, your boat here. It was very It was reasonable. a reason. And it wasn't even, from what I've read, it wasn't even that they couldn't put it there. I was like, hey, can you move it up a little bit so we can fit something else right. in here? They didn't, They wanted to be right at that spot. Because it's not just you who's existing in the Thank world you. right now. Literally. <laughs> so they didn't like that. So you know, when white boys, I come on, you know I know. When white boys get to drinking. Baby. Well, well we're... Let's fucking white boys always want to fight. Whenever they drink, they always want to fight. Do you want to go? You want to go? You want to go? And I'm like, well, what you going to do about it? Calm down, bro. Calm down. So they start jumping them. It's three yeah. on one, bro. Yeah. I'm glad every one of them black black folks that jumped in the water that ran over there beat the living shit out of all of them. it was black men and black women out there yes. doing the damn thing. And I don't give a fuck about the white lady getting hit on the head with a chair. I also If you don't. didn't want to get hit by the chair, stay your stupid ass on the boat. Or tell your drunk ass family members to listen to the fucking, you know, directions. That's right. This, you want a stupid prize, you played the stupid game. Shouts out Darian Stevenson. She always fucking, that is something that she, she ingrained within my brain. Yes. It's, it's, all of this is simple. There's no point in arguing the person. He works there. He's not just saying this to say it. That's right. the thing. And I don't get, and I feel like I'm sure it's all people, but from a majority standpoint, white people, when you give them 
a direction or tell them this is how it is, they will argue to the death of them. No, it's not. I did this one time. I don't give a fuck what you did the last time. They I have, don't. They have no. They have no reason to want to respect authoritative figures because, in their minds, they are they the authoritative, are the authoritative figures. figures. Um. So, <laughs> I love that shit. I saw the video. I, you know, I heard that uh, folding chairs are up eight hundred percent right now. I seen a nigga on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> fucking selling. A uh, folding chair dangly earrings. I'm weird. And I thought, oh, I need to probably get me a pair of those. <laughs> those are actually kind of sickening. Yeah. I want to um I wanna explain something to you guys. <laughs> I I talk a lot about on you know, when we have like political topics on this show, I I tend to be, you know, incredibly left leaning and that's kind of been a consistent thing for me for quite some time. I have talked at length about things that like things that we should probably be doing with like the police, right? Mm. Like we have talked about self-defense before. When I speak on this show about the need for violence, right? When I talk on this show about like not at all being anti-violent and actually on the contrary, being quite pro-violent in in a lot of the scenarios and things that, that we talk about on this show, when I say that I'm fucking pro-violent, I want you guys to understand this is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you know how often on this podcast alone we have gotten up on these microphones and had to tell you guys about a black man being murdered, not all the time by the police, by just fucking white people? Mm-hmm. Just like white vigilantes who are doing their own little approximation of justice or, you know, why are you in the neighborhood so we're going to fucking kill you? There have been, we, we have talked about these stories ad nauseum on this, on only this podcast. Forget about, I mean, for the record, we did for ages and we talked about that shit there, right? I want you guys to understand fully that if those black people had not gotten involved, if they if they had not if there had not been mm-hmm. the Battle of Alabama, I, I really want you guys on some serious shit, right? Like all all the jokes aside, that black security guard would have been dead. And this would have been a different topic, right? So I know because I've had conversations with folks before about things that I've said on this show. Not on this show specifically, but like on in podcasting spheres. I know that I've had conversations with folks about like, you know, you are, you talk about violence. Like it's this thing that we need. And I just, I want to point out that like violence is the only reason why we're able to talk about this and be able to tell jokes. Why we're able to talk about this and that man's name who, you know, I don't, I I haven't gone through any of the articles because it's just been funny videos. There's a reason why that man's name isn't a hashtag right now. And I got to tell you guys, it has a lot to do with a community's ability to be able to protect their folks with violence. Yeah. It's doing what we're taught at an early age. You see something wrong, do something about it. Step in. Especially if it's your own people. I will never, 
me and me and uh, Shirley Temple were out one night. I don't know if I ever told you the story. And we were we were going to a bar downtown uh, St. Louis. And we're in the parking lot waiting. And we see uh, cops, two cops, mm-hmm. right, pull up on this car. Young black kids. Yep. Maybe, I'd say the oldest, this kid was 19. They got him out the car. They asked him where he's going. He thought, So where he was at, wow. he was an inch from the highway. Like, he was going home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if he wasn't, why are y'all pulling him over? And right. it took two of them to do it. Then another one pulls up. Another one comes and like from the front to, like, block the car. Right. And we're both just sitting there like, what the fuck? It's just him in the car. Mm-hmm, why are mm-hmm. there four cop cars here right now? Right. They got him. Get it. Get out. Get in. And I'm like, okay. And we're, we're both sitting there. And she's like, should we like do something? And I'm like, yeah, let's watch and see. Yeah. Because they might let him go. But I want to see what's going on. Right. But I, I just, it's an instinct. You know, okay. Just in, especially with the history of how things have been going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, well, wouldn't let this shit happen to me. No. I'm going to go over there and be like, hey, we, at least we need at least from a distance see what's going on. Because all they would have to do is one wrong thing. And I'd have been like, hey, like that's not cool. This is an uncomfortable conversation, I feel like, for a lot of folks. But it, it's something that I, I wanted to... Because it, it is funny, right? Like, the, the video is The fucking, video itself is funny. It's it, fucking hilarious. Stay in your fucking place. That is what the video basically is. It's fucking hilarious. Mind your business. But it is a, there's an uncomfortable conversation in here that I was interested in, in having, which is why I'm bringing this shit up now, because... How many black people would be alive now if bump let's not say how many black people where would george floyd be if instead of having a bunch of people around him cell phone videotaping his murder what what might have happened if y'all had battle of alabama the mother, uh, the motherfucking cop who had the knee, his knee on that nigga's neck, right? Like, how many fucking black people would be alive right now if the community response to police violence wasn't, no, you're not finna do this. I'm gonna document everything right now. Right. Listen, I, I'm all for it. Document it. We, fine. I, I, I get the desire to do that because if you're gonna kill me, you're not going to do it without there being some some kind of documentation about it. However, what I will say is that we would more than likely be in a very different position, we being black people, the historically disenfranchised. We would more than likely be in a very different position in this country if the way that we handled police violence looked a little bit more like the shit that happened in Alabama. Mm-hmm. These are things that I've been trying to tell you girls for a very, very long time. And I know that what I'm talking about is scary because there is there is always a chance that if we are doing these sorts of things in response to police violence, any one of us could also get killed. But I want to ask black people who are who listen to this show, right? Like, how did you feel watching the video and how would you, uh, the video of the Alabama brawl, and how would you have felt if the security guard got killed? Like, how would you have felt about it if those black people had not come to that man's defense, 
right? Mm-hmm. And it, it is like, it, I this topic actually brings me a lot of joy because we get to come, it feels so good to come in here and talk about a black person who got beat up by white people who didn't get fucking murdered. Yeah. It feels so good. And I just think if we can capture some of that energy and we can direct it at the people who are being paid to murder us, God, what a different environment we could be in. Yes. I think it's a beautiful thing what happened. Yeah, I think the shit was funny, and I think those fucking honkies got exactly (laughs) what was coming to them. But it was also a beautiful moment to be black. Like, it was a a time where I was like, damn, I love being black. Like, this is fucking amazing. Look at what the fuck we're able to do. Because no matter what, like, I know you can can play devil's advocate and say, I mean, I think a lot of black folks are hard on a lot of black folks. Sure. But when it comes down to it, and it's... And it shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be where it's race against race. It really shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be. But but in in this in this moment and in that moment, I think that no matter what, black folks are always gonna have black folks back. No matter what, I really do feel like that. I certainly it, hope that that's the yeah. Case. Even yeah. the most hated ass niggas, I would I would still think would still be like, hey, that's wrong. We should help. Yeah. You know. So that's what I liked about it mostly. Yeah. Like, hey. It, None of these people knew each other. It wasn't like it was no, a white family versus, versus a, a black, black family. family. It no. was a bunch of just black folks that are like, "This is wrong." Yeah, I um, I was I was really fucking happy to see it, man. It 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 just it brought a lot of joy to my heart to know that like we were able, black people were able to save another black person by by bucking up, nigga. Yeah. I'm throwing hands. Yeah. you not finna just be brutalizing us out here. And nothing the fuck happens. Yeah, no, those days are over with. I'm with the shit, man. I really, I am hoping that we are watching that video as black, the the videos, right, girl? Because they got a 360. Everybody with the cell phone video (laughs) got footage of that motherfucker. I have seen that shit up close and personal and way the far back, girl. It's been from everywhere. I think as we're watching these videos and we're, you know, laughing, making jokes, we should be trying to think about ways to incorporate some of that shit into how we maneuver through life, man. Because yeah. it, it really, we were able to save a life that time. This is not something that we get to talk about often. And so I think, shouts out to all the black people who helped out in those moments. Um, shouts out to everybody with the camera who recorded that shit because you have documented black history. Um, I might actually start next school, uh, next week on Monday, I might start by being like, Hey, did anybody see that, that the fight that happened in, in Alabama? And, and we just kind of fucking talk about the shit because it is interesting. Yeah. Right? And it was beautiful to see black people protect their own. Absolutely. Um, you know, what's funny is that I thought we were going to, I thought this was going to air on the shorter side of episodes. No, those those check-ins. We we The we check-ins it. were good. Yeah. That topic ran a good wealth of time. Mm-hmm. We're at an hour. <laughs> you do, and so when you're good at what you do. We really do this. Naturally it's this gonna, is really something it's gonna happen. That we do. Right. So this then brings me to <laughs> our salt and sugar. Our hour on the rim segment. Would you like to go first this week? Um, yeah. Do it. So. God bless. I'm putting 
salt on the rim this oh, week. Oh, I love when this happens. Because I'm pissed. Love it. Let's hear it. So earlier I talked about work. Um, so this is work-related, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I hate bitches. And when I say bitches, I mean... I was really hoping that you would clean that language up I mean, we cut the microphone off. I mean, well, well, this is what I mean by it, mostly. Most time when I'm saying bitches, 95% of it, I'm talking about, like, niggas, like men who act like bitches. I get you. You know? I understand. Now, in this instance, I'm going to be disrespectful because I work also with... Use the word women. Women. Don't say females, because I know no, that that's. A, I wasn't gonna say female. You can you can still say bitches or whatever. Yeah. but I'm like if we're. Gonna I work s- with some women that are cool. bitches. Okay. 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 Uh, the views expressed by <laughs> these are all my own views. Okay, I just need it. <laughs> I'll tell them to their faces. I think you a bitch. I needed to jump in front of that. Yeah. No, I'll say it to their face. We have. D- I. Um, I have tried my absolute best. Jack has. Jack has come a long way from using sexist language. <laughs> Every other word used to be bitch. Yeah, and so... <laughs> no, not really. There has been a, a, a wealth of growth, and so I'm going to let him have this moment. <laughs> no, because... Okay, so here's the thing. Like, this is... This is the thing. So I had to work this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. We, we were not busy at all. Okay, great. Chill day, right? So, boom, boom. Everybody has, like, we all have scheduled lunches. Like, everybody has to go to lunch on, like, schedule type shit. Okay. Which is one of the dumbest things. I've Because I'm like, nigga, like, and everybody there's anal about it. You you need to go lunch right now. Jack, you got to go to lunch. And I'm like. Because they're not trying to pay you for shit. I don't know if it's that or just motherfuckers being like, we all have to be done with lunch by this time. I'm like, nigga, it is Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have not had a customer walk through that door. Right. In three hours. And you're worried about if I take lunch right on time? Get the fuck out of my face. So apparently, so Sunday, basically, I go to my lunch, right? Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Like I normally do. Monday, when this happened, today. So this happened Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday. So Tuesday, going to work, normal day, chilling. And my manager... And the assistant manager's like, hey, we want to talk to you in the back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this can either be good or bad. Right. So the niggas pull me in the back and they're like, oh, it's just a one-on-one. We do them with everybody every month. So I'm like, oh, shit, nigga, cool. Right. So I go over my little one-on-one. You're doing good. This is what we think you can improve on. Blah, blah. Cool. Cool. Great. So everything goes great. Right as I'm walking out, they go, oh, by the way, this is where it kind of gets a little sucky. And I was like, okay, here nigga, we go. What happened? And they show me something, and I'd like messed up on like a transaction. I was like, "Oh, okay, my fault." They're like, "It's all good. Just we have to say that we talked to you about it." I'm like, "All right, cool." The next one, they're like, "We heard you took a 50 minute lunch on Sunday," and I was like, "50 minute lunch? 50 minutes? Which is still under an hour?" Yeah, and honestly, like, guys, we should be getting longer lunch breaks. Way longer. <laughs> we should be getting longer lunch breaks. So I was like, I was like, 50 minute lunch break. I was like. No, he's like, well, yeah, like the manager's like, yeah, I looked at it and it said you only took 25, but they said 50. And I was like, well, nigga, if it says 25, then obviously I took 25 (laughs) of my 30. Mm -hmm. So I I gave y'all five minutes. Right. I let you have five minutes of my time, actually. Nigga. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, um, 
he was like, well, basically just everybody hears a rat. You're going to learn that. You know, people are always like, oh my God, he used after that word. You. Yeah, he used that word. And I was like, okay. So I asked him straight up. I'm like, we're all grown. I'm like, bro, can I know who said it? Because if, <laughs> if me and you were the if, same. If that's the case, like I want to talk to them and be I like. I would like to speak what was said. <laughs> yeah. How do we get to 50? That's right. He's like, well, I can't tell you that. And the reason why he can't tell me is because the assistant manager is one of the sassiest niggas I've ever met. First off, nigga, you are too old to be that sassy. You are too old and too big to be that sassy. This is a grown-ass man who all of his close friends there are all the girls that work there. It's weird. Is this a gay guy? No, nigga. It's just... <laughs> it's a... No! And even if it was, that's still like, what the fuck? You're way older than these girls that work here. Gotcha, gotcha. And your best friends. <laughs> But the thing is, so me and another girl got hired around the same time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's like buddy-buddy with her and always like hard on me. I don't care, nigga. I grew up with my fucking parents. There ain't nothing that you can say that's going to break me. My parents are way tougher than this nigga is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, you ain't going to break me. I don't give a fuck. And that's word to how black parents talk to their fucking kids Literally. sometimes. <laughs> and this is another, the dude's black. Uh-huh. But the girl, um... We, she had lunch after me on Sunday and I know they're buddy, buddy. So I know what happened is that bitch disrespectfully ran her mouth to her buddy mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, took a 50 minute break and I had to go after him and I didn't get to go until this time. That nigga ran to the manager and the right. manager wrote it out. I love having to bleep your name out on the show. Oh fuck. I said it's it. fine. Keep going. You're in the moment. It's yeah. Fine. I'm my bad. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Okay. I just want to know who it was. I know who it is already. So basically, I have salt on him to say, look here, bitch. <laughs> I know it was you. And I want you to listen closely. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm not helping you out no more. Mm-hmm. I've always been the type of person like, hey, we all work together. We're a team. This is the first time that I've ever had a job where I'm like, this is not a fucking team. And mm-hmm. it's me versus, versus all y'all. y'all. Right. I don't. We don't motherfuckers be like oh let's all go and do something no i'm not going because y'all don't invite me to shit right y'all don't fuck with me at the gig like it's not like we're all friends we'll talk right be like oh that that customer was crazy blah blah but we're not friends we're not friends at all and i have no interest in being <laughs> friends with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i know who it was because the assistant he like i just said sassiest nigga i've ever met <laughs> i know you and her buddy buddy and I know that she asked me to cover for her. Basically, she wanted me to close for her so that she could go to some concert. And I said, oh, no, I can't because I got prior engagements, a.k.a. this fucking podcast. Right. And she got mad. Even 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 if that's why to she, make a ham sandwich. I still literally, have prior engagements. Yeah. She that's why she's mad. And that's why I'm like, you know what? I can't I can't deal with the little like clicky shit uh-huh i'm a non-clicky nigga like yeah. i don't know we too old yeah but there it's like there's a bunch of little like little clicks all the little girls and i say little girl because they're all fucking immature like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lo- they're i know what you mean you know what i'm saying yeah yeah all of them are like tight <laughs> laughing all the time. i'm like y'all are fucking annoying bro like shut the fuck up <laughs> put your headphones in and chill nigga like no, I don't want to talk about some dumb shit. No, like we don't need to be laughing that loud right. or doing this much extra. Like y'all niggas are extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know who you are. I know what you said. 
and it's fuck you till it's backwards. And it ain't never going to be backwards. Period. That's my salt on the rim, man. Salty. Um, I, uh, in a shocking turn of events, am going to put sugar on the rim this week. Um, it almost never happens. I never I know, have. we flip-flop. Nigga. Yeah, um, I never have anything nice to say. I never talk shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, that shit, bro, I've never been so pissed. I walk, well, here's a, the other crazy thing is, my bad. No, you can put more salt. It's fine. Yeah, okay. So the other crazy part is, I was in the back room, right? I'm at my, uh, at my locker. I'm grabbing my, uh, like, water bottle. And I, the manager's desk is right out in the open. Uh huh. And I saw like, uh, basically like my one-on-one, like they write everything out so you can see everything, but it was like reports for, uh, Jack. And I'm like, oh, and I was reading and I was like, took a 50 minute lunch. So when they said it, the niggas mind, I'm already like, what? Who said that? But I already knew. I'm like, oh, I know what that bitch said it. And I know she told this nigga right here. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and it, it was uh-huh. like that, blah, blah. Yep. Okay. You put it together quickly. Very quick. Then that's the thing. Like, I don't talk there. So they think like, oh, this nigga just, you know. Nah, nigga. Because it don't take, it, it takes a lot for me to get heated to the point where I'm like, fuck you in person. Yeah. I might come home and think that shit all the time. Right. But I'm going to be as professional as possible. That's At the work, thing. Like. Yeah. I'm a, she don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, I try not to have. And the thing, too, this might this is probably going to be like, damn, nigga, like, why? You, I really don't have beef with women. Like, there's no point. But at the same time, like, if you do a, a bitch behavior, then you got to. It has to be dealt with. So in my mind, I did nothing wrong to you. But you want to do some dumb shit like this? Okay. And when you come in with them long ass fingernails that you Here always got to have and you need help with something, can you help me with this? I'll be like, you got it. You got it. You on your own, girl. Fuck out my face. Go at- Damn, girl. Go ask your, go ask your sassy nigga if he can help you. Wow. Yeah. Wow, we have to investigate that word sassy a little bit more. Hey, bro, I'm telling... I'm t- look. What that- kinds of things does he do or say that are making him sassy? Niggas use that word and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> like, what do you mean? First off, he's way too like chitty chatty. Like, Ooh, <laughs> did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? And I'm like, nigga, you are 40. Oh, he's gossipy. Why the fuck are you like this at that age? The girl you're talking to is 24. Why the <sighs> fuck do you care what the fuck she's talking about? Oh, that's weird. Nigga, that's what I'm saying. They... But he listens like the same. He's like, oh, did you see Sexy Red on this? Nigga, you are 40. Oh, wow. My daughter listens to Sexy Red and she's nine. Yeah, that's crazy. She shouldn't be listening to that shit. I'm 26 and I listen to Sexy Red, but I'm 26, right? Like It's, that's, it's like that, that sassy. Or like the little like, oh, hey, man, I didn't know how to do this. Can you help me with it? Boom, boom, boom. You ain't know how to do this. Like talking shit. Um... Like shit like that. It's like, nigga... Help me. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Just fucking do it. You the one that wanted to make this a fucking career. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of shit. A bunch of shit. Always has a problem with everything. Literally. That that's the number one thing. How are you gonna be in a fucking job where you have to help people? Mm-hmm. But you have a problem with helping people. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it's some punk shit. It really is. Get that's what I'm saying. Job. He's Get a, a bitch. Job. Okay, well, yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry, bro. No, you're totally fine. I, 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 I had to air that shit out. It's fine. I got all these days away from them niggas. 
I'm good. I I'm, literally am. I always have something to be irritated about. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put sugar on the rim this week. Um, my partner and I just finished uh, watching a show. Um, I It was my... I was re-watching it, but I hadn't seen the last season. So I was like, hey, the last season just came out. We're going to watch it from the beginning. So we just finished a television program called Better Call Saul. Uh, Ooh, Better I've Call Saul is a, a drama series, which is a spinoff of the um, critically acclaimed television program Breaking Bad. Um Better Call Saul is about, um, the, this is not a spoiler, whatever. This is, it's a show about, uh, Walter White's, from Breaking Bad, Walter White's lawyer, Saul Goodman. Um, and how he kind of came to be and, you know, how he, you know, all these different things, whatever. I am so thoroughly impressed with Vince Gilligan as a writer and a director, I'm impressed with Bob Odenkirk and fucking Ray, uh, Ray, uh, I think her last name is Seahorn. Um, fucking Giancarlo Esposito. Um, who the fuck plays Mike Ehrmantraut? Um, nigga, you know, I don't know. Ooh, what is that man's name who plays fucking Mike Ehrmantraut? Damn, I forget him, but he, I just, I like good TV. Like, I, I really fucking like when television is well-written and well-acted and well-directed and the cinematography is tight. Like, I love a good show. And while, like, Breaking, uh, while Better Call Saul is not nearly as, like, explosive in ways that I feel like Breaking Bad was at the time, like, it doesn't have all of these huge, huge 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 moments where it's like oh my god like i i can't believe this fucking character this happened to them or that happened to them. but you are the way that they handle drama in that show is just really really well leveled um i found myself every single episode being like okay i want to watch more i want to watch more i want to watch want to watch more um it is so hard to make a show like Breaking Bad that has the ending that Breaking Bad does that 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 finds a way to wrap up basically everybody's storyline and you give everybody an ending that makes sense and then turn around and make another show that does the same fucking thing. Like, it is so hard to do something to that level twice and I was just so impressed that that fucking uh, the creator of the show, Vince Gilligan, was able to to pull that off. So the show is called Better Call Saul. It is uh, in its entirety now um, available um, on Netflix. Um, uh, Banks. Banks is, I think, that, that gentleman's last name uh, who plays fucking Mike Ehrmantraut. I can't say enough good things about the show. If you are a person who enjoyed Breaking Bad... I feel like it is almost actually required viewing to watch Better Call Saul because now that we finished Saul, I now have started rewatching Breaking Bad again for the like eighth time in my life. Mm -hmm. And watching Better Call Saul, you go and watch Breaking Bad like, oh shit, that's why that happened. Or, you know, like, oh, I like this character went through these things in Saul. Like, it is. It is honestly just such a well thought out show. 
and I fucking love when TV is good. And yeah, that's my fucking sugar on the rim this week, girls. Keeping it very sweet. Um, with that, the lights are coming up. The bar is closing. We do have to go home. Uh, we thank you for joining us on yet another episode episode of The Quiet Storm. <laughs> it's goddamn 10.30 p.m. now. Um, we promise that next time you come back, we'll have more rounds on you. Um, have a good one. Stay safe. Black people protect one another. Uh, and keep a folding chair on deck. That's on deck, bros. (laughs) Have a good one. We'll see you next time.